What have I done? Jake, no! What you always do? You fixed the place Yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, you Where's literally... I threw it out! What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Podcast's over. Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. I am your host, Jake, and I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. Caitlin. Pronouns are she, her. The favorite character is Tasha Yar. That's right, I'm back. It's D. Rogers after 100 episodes or it's something. It's close to 100 episodes. That's right, because we still had Tasha Yar when you were here last. Yeah, that's right. It was the last uh, Tasha yeah, Yar episode. That's right. Gee, you were here for season one and season seven. Hell yeah. yeah. You, you Hell were yeah. here with Babyface Riker. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to, days. I want to take a second and appreciate the fact that Jake just perfectly like rhymed and metered that thing that you just improv'd. It was beautiful. That's Jake's special work too. on it. It was mm. wonderful. Mm. I'm honestly very impressed. Jake, what episodes did we watch this week? Well, on uh, this week, which uh, I should mention is episode 134. Woo! 3D. Uh, we watched two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. They were in no particular order, except these are the order that we watched them and the order in which they aired. Parallels, followed by the Pegasus. Pegasus. Yes. Pegasus. Pegasus is fun to write because it's just all these little jagged letters. Mm. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll start with Parallels. So Parallels is a virtualization platform that allows you to run multiple virtual Uh... machines on a single physical host, often in a data center environment. It's not. We're going to talk about that. It's not taking off. Oh, shit. Pivot. 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 (laughs) Shit. Quick, quick, quick. (laughs) All right. Um... Okay. Parallels. He's here keeping us on track. This is episode 11 of Star Trek Degeneration. Woo! Um, <laughs> yep. Isn't, so, that, isn't that the So, part? did you say this is episode 11 of the series? Of the season. Season. Okay. So, so, whatever. Whatever. Did you say the series? Of so course seven you did. I also season. thought that's what you said, but who knows. Okay. Anyway. So, seven, Worf 11. is on his way home after kicking ass at a Klingon battle... Batleth. Batleth tournament. Batleth battle. Which sounds to me like I mean he mentions several contenders were maimed, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna By whom? I'm gonna say that there was some serious deaths. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like really I like how I like how he was he was champion standing, which I took to, to mean he was the last person standing <laughs> and therefore was the champion. But anyway, so he's on his way back and he some shit happens and he gets back to the ship and it's also his B-Day. Um, so they throw him a surprise party, which he hates. But Riker loves. Riker loves surprises. During the party, some shit goes down. First things first, Data gives him a painting of the Battle of Hirosh, which is very nice. That's not even in the notes. Jake just knows this. And Troy gives him a cast of Alexander's head. Which is creepy. I was thinking it's, it's like, like, you know, the baby's like, like, head. Yeah. Did okay. they cut it off of him first? Uh, yeah, that's why you never see him again. It's good. Great. That's yes. true. Yeah, and it's all in all a, a pretty good affair. But, uh... There's cake? Yeah. Chocolate cake? There's chocolate no, cake. No, or is it? There's chocolate it's cake. And cake. after that, they go and check out the Argus Array, which has been... <laughs> 
something's wrong with it again. This is the same Argus array that they fixed in the nth degree. And uh, I fucking make them like they used to. I fucking blame Barkley. Yeah, he he Broccoli did screw it up. This time it turns out that it was was uh, potentially some Cardassians tampering with it to spy on the Federation. So they check the logs and then a battleship shows up a galore class naturally and that's a cardassian ship there's a little bit of a showdown and in the end really nothing happened in this episode that was pretty much it <laughs> when did we eat the cake at the party mm. so parallels do we have cake does it have mint frosting mm. Mm. that's Where how i prefer my cellular what do you peptide? do when the host refuses to summarize the <laughs> that episode. was the episode what, what am i missing Worf had an adventure. No one else did. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I get, I get the game. We're Jake, Jake is playing a game. I got the game. I don't understand. Well, okay. We, I'll come support. clean. <laughs> I, I, I actually was in a parallel universe a moment ago and told you this episode from only one perspective. Uh-huh. Now I'll tell it from another perspective. Mm. So Worf is heading home from a, from a Batleth tournament on Forcus 3 in which he did not place because a contender used an illegal maneuver. Oh no, he placed. He got ninth. He came in ninth. Oh, he came like in ninth. That's right, that's right. <laughs> when he gets back to the ship, he anticipates a birthday party, but Commander Riker assures him that he would never do that to him. When he goes in, there is a birthday party. This time it's vanilla cake. Yum. And Data has painted him a beautiful painting of a Klingon battlecruiser. And Alexander is dead and never existed. (laughs) Oh, and Troy is, uh, she's, uh, one, she's, she's, she's down to clown with, uh, with the, (laughs) down to clown with the Klingon. He's her, um, wife. Parmakai. Yeah, right? I don't think that term has oh, been introduced yeah. yet, but yes. Pharmacy? Well, what, what did he, didn't he use that with um, I think he just Taylor? Said, I think he just said mate. Mates? Oh. He just said, mate. You are my mate. That's right. We must say the words. Okay. All right, so what really happened? So, in brief, because I'm in the yellow, basically, Worf, uh, something happened to a shuttle, and every time he's near Geordi, he transitions to some other parallel universe, and for some reason, he's only paralleling into, like, nearby universes, so it Wait, gets... is the Geordi thing a red herring, or is that... No, no that actually real. is. That, that's actually... It's, okay. it, it's yeah, his, his, his visor was triggering the Subspace hoodly what's it? Okay, okay. So he keeps getting Fucking farther Geordi and farther and away, it seems, because, like, at first, it's just little changes, like yeah. cakes. And in the end, it's like Wesley on the bridge. Yeah, um, that was so funny. May I say, a much nicer bridge. A much nicer Wesley. I didn't care for no. like the glass, uh, the thing behind Wesley. That was a bit was much. A weird. That was cluttering, but everything else, I loved everything else. There was a Cardassian uh, yeah. on the bridge. There so, was. Wait, Jake, what was happening? Like, what, how did it all resolve? Well, as it turns out, it was, in fact, he'd passed through some... Um, Time wants it. When he was in the shuttle. So because of that, he was being pulled between universes. So in the end, they figure out, well, if we go back to the site of the original thing, you know, maybe we'll figure it out. And then in uh, and then some Bajorans attack, the warlike Bajorans in this universe. Accurate. And their attack triggers something in the rift that causes all of the barriers between all of the universes to break down and just a, a million enterprises just start appearing everywhere from many different parallel universes and there's like there's one where the Borg are winning and, and Riker, Riker is, is so filthy. grizzled. I felt so um, bad for him. It was so upsetting. So they have to get so basically what they have to do is get Worf into the shuttle from his universe 
which they know because of quantum. And um, so they do find his shuttle, and he gets to fly into the rift. And when he comes out, everything is evidently restored, and only he has any memory of the events that had transpired. Yeah, and it's back to the beginning of the story, and not a week after, in which who knows what would have happened with all the other wharfs. Right, because Jordy is dead. Dead in at least a couple of at the least uni- two. at least two of the universes because of Worf. He died. Yeah. So there's a scene where Worf suddenly he's been in this sort of like he's having these weird like wait like you weren't here a moment ago like that painting was on the other wall and then there's abruptly a shift where he is on the br- it's this scene is yeah. like so effective yeah. yeah he's on he's talking he's just talking to Jordy suddenly and it's like, a Dvorak keyboard instead of a Corby yeah. yep. and he's like so he's on the bridge and Picard says. What does he say? Shields up, I think. No, he doesn't say no, that. No, he doesn't give him that clue Worf until doesn't much even later. know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He's like, make it so, Mr. Worf, or something. Oh. Or now, Mr. Worf, I think. Yeah, that's and what I said Worf now. is just is like standing there. I don't even know there. how the fuck to use this keyboard. There's like an awkward pause. Yeah. Is this thing in Dvorak? Uh, what the fuck? Picard and Riker like look back at him, and there's a great shot of like an angle you never see from Worf's perspective. It and they're was just awesome. like, what are you doing? And you see this Cardassian ship like wheeling, and it's obviously incredibly dangerous. And somebody finally repeats, shields that, up. yeah. And he, like, Riker's like, shields up, buddy. Like, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> and he looks at the keyboard, and he's like, I don't know how to use this. I can't help you. And then they get shot. Jordy dies. Their shields overload. It's terrible. Damn shame. Oh, yeah. that's an effective moment. So yeah. So we can only assume though that Jordy did not die after the timeline was restored. Yeah, it's yeah because he jumps back. So well, he shows up in the next of, episode, right? That so. I mean, this episode die. makes little and less sense. It's it's an. Oh, ins- strong disagree. Strong disagree. Oh, I'll, I'll, it's perfectly I'll, cogent. I'll just put this one out there, okay? <laughs> I'll just put this one out there. Okay. So, when he first arrived on the ship. With his first place trophy? With his first place trophy, the very beginning of his the episode. very lethal trophy. Yeah. Uh, Don't trip Riker, and fall in your Riker, quarters, buddy. Uh, has mm-hmm. secretly thrown him a surprise party. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, he also has his champion's trophy. Supposedly in his original universe, there is no surprise party. He wasn't in his original universe. He hadn't time. encountered Jordy yet. Yeah, but he passed through the rift the first time. The rift itself... Yeah. transitioned him what they say is that like he passed through the rift and that did something and then every time he met Jordy, it like he was thinking about Jordy really hard uh. <laughs> no it was it was so obviously this is nonsense but they say that there's some subspace whatever with the advisor so it is like that is so he he goes through once when he goes through the rift and then again every time he's around the active advisor so if he had not if Jordy wasn't there. Jordy yeah. was away on rise. Or if Jordy just didn't didn't have the visor or just didn't exist or wasn't friends with Worf. He would go he, through once. He, he would live his life in a universe where the cake. only difference was he had a birthday party. Yeah, that's true. And so maybe like uh just to maybe for the listeners it's good to like give a sense of how this how Worf feels moment to moment. The first time it happens is again I think a really effective moment where they there's a cake at his birthday party. He cuts it and he hands a slice to Deanna, maybe, or Crusher or somebody. And it's like a nice chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. And Troy um, loves chocolate. Then yeah. his, That's one of her character traits. <laughs> and then his attention is distracted. Like he looks in the other direction to this painting that Data brought him. And then somebody like, like there's a shot that very carefully frames. Somebody like hands a piece of cake. Like, Deanna. Oh, Deanna here, hands have it to a him. piece of cake. And it's 
clearly Yellow cake. vanilla cake. Well, yeah. and he says, isn't it chocolate He's cake? He's like, the cake was chocolate, right? And oh, I like, wish. I love chocolate. Yeah, Deanna I'm says, Freud. I wish. That's yep. one of my very few character traits. And then, like, and then, like, at that moment, prior to this, like, Riker makes a point of saying, hey, I'm really sorry that Captain Card couldn't make it. He's needed on the bridge. Mm. And then right after that cake moment, Captain just says, like, how old are you, Mr. War, from off frame? Mm. And it, it cuts to him. And so the whole episode is moments like that, yeah. where at first he's just kind of like, he's, you know, like, I was weird and disorienting and then later it's like people are telling him things that he knows to be false because yeah it's a little more bit changes are gradually happening what's the what's one where, where bev is left to be the only person on the ship remember uh, me remember me it's a little yeah. like that where it's yeah. like things keep happening you're convi- try, you're trying to convince yourself that you're right that no no i'm right because i remember this stuff yeah. why does no one else remember this stuff yeah so a lot of the episode is about him like talking to and persuading people that something legitimate is happening. Yeah, that he's not crazy. Yeah. And a cool thing I like about Star Trek with this kind of plot, actually, is that everybody always takes these things seriously. They do. Yeah, even yeah. if it's, like, ridiculous, they'll always look into it. Yeah, it's, like, something very, like, supportive They and trust positive. each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing yeah. is, like, it's the universe they live in, you know? Yeah. So much mm. fucked up shit has happened that, yeah. like, literally anyone can claim anything has happened. You gotta go, there is a non-zero chance... This has happened. And there's a rational, re- like, just, like a rationality for it. Yeah. There's probably one of the universes where, like, it is actually working on the Enterprises, like, working on the ISS. It's just kind of, like, tedious yeah. like, <laughs> scientific work. And everybody was like, geez, Worf is freaking losing it. What's happening? <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't make it to no, that one. No, no. no, here's where, like, it, it's one of those episodes, I, in my opinion, anyway, that, like, does, like it's it's well done, and I do think that there are a ton, a ton of positive aspects of this show, but I think it's one that there's, on, there's only a veneer of making sense, because when yeah, you really sure. start to think about some of these things, like, first of all, what happened, what happens to the Worf in the universe, I was wondering that, he that jumps too. To. Does he Where just, are all the other? Does warps? he switch places? Yeah, I no, they're they all kind of they're, they're all they're they're in a. It's a train. That's a good way to put it. They're how do all, they know? They're do, they're all like. Or how so, do we know really? Well, because of that end scene where they're trying to get them all back where they belong. Well, and yeah, I, I there's a, that. But we never see any of the other wharfs. No, we do once. When um, Picard, proper Picard, yeah. calls up, like, we think we're his crew. There's a wharf behind there him. There's a wharf. Oh, I missed the wharf. Oh, no, there's, there's also, there's there's also on... a wharf in um, the Borg one. Oh, yeah. The Borg That's right. There is. Oh, you I had totally some very. Well, I, see, I would think, I would think that all of, the, all of them must have a wharf. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't some think they would have. Some of the wharfs just haven't picked up I don't think they would have encountered ones without wharfs. Yeah. So, yes, exactly. Like, it's, I think by necessity, like, maybe when the breakdown happens, there might be universes starting to come come in at the end that don't have warps but so all the all the warps who actually <laughs> yeah. did get killed by the barrel aren't there mm. right oh, so no. so there so there are like for instance in our home universe that we've been watching this whole time there's somebody who's like but captain picard died like mm. why yeah. why why doesn't anybody remember this the way right. that i do yeah. yeah or like well that's the one we well, wind up with right because riker's like but no oh, I, see, I was thinking that maybe the reason why that maybe only the wharf, we'll call it Prime Wharf, Wharf Prime. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that only Prime Wharf mm. went through the rift. Yeah. And he's the only one that is actively moving through these universes, and the other ones are just switches. No, I think... Because, I, well, because hear me out here, right? Because the, the wharf on the Enterprise, on Prime Enterprise, that they see with Picard. On, the, on the view screen, like, there's nothing wrong with him. 
He's just doing his job. He's just standing at his mm-hmm. post. I think that he is the wharf from Surprise Party Universe who just happened to switch mm-hmm. and was into, expect and was really really hoping for a surprise and party. did not get a surprise party. That he he was the wharf that got the non-surprise party that we saw at the end. Okay. So that's so he had really no idea that anything was off. There's no, there was no reason that like Jordy's visor had no effect on him because he didn't pass through the rift in his universe. Disagree, actually. Really? There's, there's evidence against that because when they call Enterprise Prime, Enterprise, Enterprise, uh, and say like, <laughs> like "Hey, it. thank you," we have concluded that we need to get our wharf on your shuttlecraft. The Captain Picard of Prime Captain Picard is like. Our data has reached the same conclusion, which means that they must have been working on the problem. Oh, that's actually also, a very good point because. Every time he switches, he doesn't have to re-explain the whole thing because yeah. they're already aware of the situation yep. because yeah. their wharf is the doing wharf, this. The wharf ahead of them. But the wharf, but the was thing. it just... So do from the perspective of Riker or Picard Sorry. or any other characters, is it just a progression of wharfs to yeah. them? It's just like, man, wharf is... Increasingly act- confused wharfs. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, which does actually... It's funny because that Where does... Where are our kids, Dean? That is what they see. It, it's like sort of... A, it's 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 the same bell curve for both of yeah. them. Where it's like, by the end, he doesn't have to explain as much. Mm. Yeah. And they don't need to get... It's like, it's like all right, progressively confused Worf, and then, all right, we think this is a different guy, but he seems to get it. Like, yeah. what? But although there are... There's one moment I remember. It's when... Um, at that, when that the doctor moment, switch, right? Not that one. Okay. It's when they, although <laughs> I love that moment, but it's when it's that jump to the bridge, right? Which is like the biggest shift yeah. you see, where he's suddenly in a different place. Because after they get cleared the situation, he says like, "I'm experiencing like memory loss again, like we've been talking about." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. So it's like in that universe, for whatever reason, there. And it's like it's it's interesting why that mm-hmm. might be, right? Like maybe. Well, you think that's the universe where he never even got to the competition. Right. Because they're having deflector right. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's not all the wharfs went through the rift, but more than one wharf definitely did because when they're fixing things at the end, there's like all these other ghostly wharfs. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that oh, also also on the Was shuttle. it also the Enterprise that had CMO Ogawa mm. instead of oh, CMO Crusher? Yeah. So fucking good. And it's something that like I I love that touch because it's something that when she comes on screen, I, and this is probably partly that like I'm not yeah, I'm not doing a complete walk, wash through like you are. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was kind of like, okay, she was, yeah, she's whatever. She's like Beverly's helper. I was just yeah. like fine with it. <laughs> and then like as soon as Beverly's like, Dr. Ogawa, after he changes universes yeah. again, I was like, <laughs> oh, right. That's really weird. <laughs> but, it, that- but I was actually like, it's just awesome that that character who's been hanging around as Nurse Ogawa forever like the actor gets to be dr ogawa was that also the universe where data had blue eyes yeah that's why data that was the first the first universe where geordie was dead yeah Uh, data had blue eyes they also they had apparently not had the issue in that universe with the um stupid phantasms bugs because they still had the warp core upgrades from that episode they had the like weird panel and the green lighting there's a lot of really good like costume and design choices oh yeah speaking of I'm gonna ask Chris how did you like the new badges okay so here's the thing oh I hated them I hated them too what do you mean the one with the three bars so those aren't it was the number of bars of your rank those were redundant uh, rank right so those weren't new those weren't new those first appeared oh those were from uh, from Future Imperfect yes Oh, from the fake future. Wait, well that's a fake future that Ethan made up. But apparently there's it like infinite universes. 
But yes, I agree that it's stupid mm. to have that badge. Well, and the pips. Here, yeah, here's, one here's or the, the other. Here's a, well, here's the thing, right? So here's a here's a here's a, a, a canon explanation. So Riker yeah. is now ca- is captain of that Enterprise. Yep. Right. Adopted little Ethan. Well, no. So he left after his experience in the cave and being the captain. He was like, you know, those are really dapper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna implement no. those, and everyone's gonna, I'm gonna, everyone, you get new badges. Captains do not have discretion yeah, they, to like, design that, uniforms. That's fleet wide. <laughs> I don't know. Tell that to Commodore Decker. Wow. Well, fuck Commodore Decker. But yeah, no, having like, I like that badge on its own with pips. Yeah. It's like. That, well, I also, I just thought it was like a cool like. Oh, instead of like the solid back, we have this you know, three rows. Yeah. I didn't realize it corresponded to rank, which yep, I it does. is stupid. That, that's how they worked in Future Imperfect. Yeah. But well, they also the got thing, though, is that, but, but the thing is, in that universe, the, the bridge modifications to, to the, I love the bridge. to, to, to yeah, Wharf I Station agree. also had the Future Imperfect, the glass panel mm. at, underneath the The, the arch. glass panel underneath looks good. The, like you said, the thing behind Wesley is yeah. just, you're just cluttering but those, the bridge. But those were also things that were on the bridge in Future Imperfect. I'd forgotten that. So, hmm. so apparently Riker did do some redecorating yes. after that experience. Yeah, so in it, also in that, in that, so that's maybe the universe that we spend the most time in for this episode, or like, probably it's close to. Yeah. It also has like, grown up Wesley, which yeah. I, I agree, I like that. And there's a scene where, there's, actually that scene in the ready room, like the briefing, I thought was really good, because it's just this like, really cute, like Wesley's like, well, we could do this. And he's like, it's a suggestion. Yeah. And Data's like, excellent suggestion, Lieutenant. Aww. Yeah. And I was like, Wesley became a functional Aww. member of the crew. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's super appropriate that you're here, Dee, because um, before they, re- they decided, okay, let's have Wesley you know, on and not make a big deal of it. Not be yeah. like, oh, Wesley's yeah. here and this is a big fucking deal. Oh, they, like, have they were going to bring back um, Aww, Denise Crosby. It would be so and good. they decided, no, we keep fucking this up. <laughs> I think that would have been a good use of Denise Crosby, though. Instead of um, like any of the other ones. Other Dumb yeah. bullshit we got. Uh, because that would al- almost be like a Yesterday's Enterprise usage, which was, oh, good. I loved that one. That That's was a good episode. I was, was supposed good. to do that episode. Oh, you were sick or something, right? I was right? sick, yeah. Boo, uh, sick. I was thinking about it, like, in my notes, I had so many, like, observations about how great the costumes Ooh, were and, like, the hair and stuff. Mm. They looked like they had, like, TOS hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so good. But, yeah, Wes, so do we think that the reason Wesley is here is because the incident... From um, Red Squad, from Red Never Squad, happened. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering. They got even more further shoved under the carpet. Yeah, maybe was it Red Squad. That was Nova. Nova Squad. squad. Yeah, yeah, Red sorry. Squad's a different squad That's from Star from, Wars. From, I think. No, there is a. There's a. I'm pretty sure there's a Red Squad in DS9. Oh, okay. That that nod. Yeah, no, yeah. Tom, he didn't meet Tom Paris in this timeline. Two, yeah. two really. Oh my God, you're right. That's Tom Paris. Two really quick, like two high points or things of the episode we should talk about. One, just, like, quickly, like, we've referred to it, but that, that moment with, like, it's okay, so Worf's shuttlecraft is going back to the breach to stop everything, and Wesley's like, somebody's firing on the shuttle, what the hell is that? Yeah. And Riker's actually like, oh, is it those hostile Bajorans from the powerful Bajoran Empire that we met earlier? Mm. It's like, no, it's an Enterprise. They're hailing us. And it's like, like, the screen's all wavy, and, like, Riker has this, like, crazy, oh like, yeah. so beard. crazy. And it's just, okay, my favorite thing. So, Riker, Jonathan Frakes gives this great, like, he the border everywhere in our yeah. universe. You can't send us back. He's it's, good. It's yeah. really good. And then in the background, Warp is, like, actually has this, like, just incredibly, to me, like, very funny, like, 
He's just because it's just Riker and Worf. Yeah. Mm. And Worf is like, oh, oh what, I, this is blowing up. <laughs> the panels are exploding and Worf will run over and be like, oh, why? Well, I, like to, I, I like to imagine that that Worf actually came from like a really peaceful universe. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I hate this. In his universe, the Klingons actually did what the Vulcans did. Like, mm. we almost killed ourselves. It's time for logic and peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I love that idea. Well, oh, I never, I, I said, See, I was so busy focusing on Riker, I didn't notice that. I'll have to go yeah. check it out. So, yeah, me too. So Wesley's a lieutenant, I realize. So yep. yeah. I don't think he would have been a recent academy grad, which means he probably beat Murdoch to go. Yeah, he went the uh, first time. Yeah. Wow. To, to make it in. And then didn't have a whole bunch of adventures. Yeah. And then we should just reference, like, I mean, it's one of the major plots of the episode is Worf and Deanna. Yep. Yeah. Oh, which I love. <gasps> a so lot of fans much. hated it. Well, well get I ready because it's coming. What those people think. Is, this is the. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You know who else hated it? <laughs> Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> oh really? He was not a fan. He's like, why have oh. we been building up it the yeah. Riker Deanna thing from a writing standpoint, for years and it years and years? What is she? We're just gonna throw him in war. He's just jealous. I actually. Oh sure. I like that to me like i actually and maybe this is me like looking at it remembering that this happened at the end but i like the vibe between Riker and deanna that they're sort of like oh like we dated like now we're like you're someone my son can you know we like to flirt with each other it's cool i'm sorry i'm talking not uh Riker and deanna not Worf and deanna oh okay like they can like flirt and have fun and like almost like go on dates but they're just never going to be serious, and that's fine. Yeah, they and probably then, have some casual yeah. sex because it's the future, they and you can do that do. shit. Gene certainly thought so. I mean, that thing is it doesn't come one hundred percent out of nowhere because yeah. I feel like they did sort of seed it a little with they the whole barrel did. sequence and this and that. I also I do like, but it still it, comes like seventy five percent out of nowhere. I actually do like. I'm not sure how I feel about it for the rest of the series. Like, yeah, I'm not. But I do. I like the Deanna that we wind up with, who's just sort of like. God, the, the best scene is when she, uh, she's like, you don't remember our children. And then, but like, Worf turns it around and is like, what about Alexander? And she's like, mm. there's no Alexander. such thing. He's like, I'm staying here. He, <laughs> he actually kind of smiles. And I think the idea was it was supposed to be like a sad smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, to me, I was just like, oh man, that's the best. He just had a, got a yeah, no, huge my, double Klingon boner. My, my note during that scene for that scene was like, wait, wait, there's no Alexander here. You know what? I'm going to stay. This, yeah. this university, you know, I'm first officer. You know what? I'm good. My terrible kid is dead. I killed Jordy. It's all good. This is fine. <laughs> we can beat the Bajorans. This is fine. fine. Okay, okay. I bet they're squishy. So so is Troy, Troy Worf better than Bev Picard? Oh my god, a million yeah. times better. I disagree, actually. Like, in this, I again, like this episode, like this sort of like explored in an alternate universe in a cool way. Yeah. But I, uh... They they just puzzle me. Like I, I just don't see it. Like I, I don't, don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked it for this episode. I don't think it should have become. I think, but no, I think it does make sense because they were like kind of polar opposites. Like yeah. she's like I mean not that that always works. Like you have to have something in common. He's, he's incredibly emotional, and she can detect incredible emotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dwarf, I think that you are angry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm so good at this empath thing. I just, Why does he sound like Chewbacca? I just, you know, they just spent that was really good. so long dithering and whatever yeah. with the Picard-Beverly thing that I've just come to hate it. 
Mm. Yeah. Just out of like, That's you bad. can't make up your mind. Will they? Won't so they? So I Who now resent this relationship. Yeah. Mm. yeah, no, extremely same. So, especially because they didn't capitalize on it a few weeks ago when like they really could have. Like, yeah, you had the opportunity. Like we finally have it out on the table how we feel because we've been reading each other's thoughts. Yeah, let's just go back to how it was. Okay. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. All right. I, but yes, no, I did. I, I generally like the final bridge. I like a proper captain's chair, goddammit, and that's what that bridge had. It did have that. I don't like flanking chairs. It's just, no. I don't know, though, because it's just awkward. Like, well, yeah, like, Wharf didn't have anywhere to be. Yeah. They needed to give him a station. Because, like, it, it works in the original because Spock still has a station to go yeah. to. And it's like, so you make him the, the, the ops dude, I guess, or if Wesley's him, like, tactical. Little, there can be a little, like, exec station somewhere else. Yeah, something. Like, which is kind of what they do with the Enterprise E. They, like, sell the flanking chairs, but they're like, a little further away and have a computer. Yep. So I, like, should we, should we we're moving into, like, wrap up? Yeah, let's, ra- yeah, let's, yeah, let's so wrap it up. So we're back in the green. I... I really, this, I, I wanted to come back for this episode, actually, because this episode, like, it just, it actually, like, really stayed with me when I was a kid. Just mm-hmm. the, that experience of, like, that that painting was over there. Like, that really, like, I guess it, like, I actually found it kind of chilling in, like, a really serious way. Because I remember, like, being young and actually thinking about this. I would be like, if anybody's ever, like... No, that painting was always green. Like, if anything like that ever happened, I was like, I'm just gonna play it totally cool. Like, mm. nobody will know. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be well, like, this is like, that like, oh no, everything's bad. Like, someone was telling me about the. I think we've talked about it on here before. Fact, the I can't remember what it's called, but the Mandela thing, effect. Yes. Yeah. Oh god. Where people think that that. The, that that they are in a, a universe. <laughs> Because they have a poor memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's so oh, it's and the, the Berenstein Bears. Right? The, yeah, it's the um, the people remember Nelson Mandela dying long before he did. People remember that the Berenstein Bears is spelled S T E I N when it's actually spelled S T A I N. I N. Yeah. And uh, there's another one too, which is I can't I can't remember the names of either of them. But there is there was a movie in the '90s that started for. Uh, basketball star oh Shazam and uh, Sinbad and no. oh Sh- Sinbad yeah. and Shazam Shaq. Shazam was the movie that was Shaquille O'Neal yeah Shaquille yeah. O'Neal but everyone Sinbad insists the... that it was yeah the Sinbad the alternate was... version is that it was no. another person that's just in... that's just mild racism <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it is <laughs> that's just like you, you, is yeah. it is it mild <laughs> it's pretty blatant see this this episode is one of the ones I definitely saw as a kid yeah and I mean I don't know for certain but it is probably Probably the first, if not, you know, if not the first, certainly one of the first things that introduced me to the concept yeah. of parallel universes. Yeah. Mm. It's such an infinite universe in yeah. this case. Is the mirror universe in here, do we, do we think? Probably. Hmm. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that yeah. Star Trek, not at this point, but Star Trek will eventually establish that there are exactly two universes. Well, that's not right at all. One where there is evil people and one where there are like, good people. Clearly, there's something about the mirror universe that means it's somehow linked more closely to the Prime universe because it's so much easier to get mm. to it. It's the one about on the these... other side. Yeah, no. it's like... It's just, I, it's just the two. My favorite... My favorite... About the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, I was going to say... Well, that's a different timeline, not a different universe. No, I was going to say, but like, actually... The timeline is a different timeline. universe. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are timelines. Like, I that's looked, kind of the whole point. I looked this up, <laughs> and, the, and the Star Trek 2009 screenwriters cite this episode as their inspiration for saying, yeah, the Kelvin timeline will, will work because of parallels. To which I say... 
fuck parallels. Oh. I was going to say, that means Ames hates his own. So that means... They should, they should go back and, like, CG in a uh, Kelvin versus Enterprise D, just to see what the fuck that would even look like. No. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Kelvin verse. Uh, oh. Aside from Into Darkness, it's great. Well, because the timeline would not have... I, would it have diverged yet? Because Spock hadn't gone back in time yet. Oh yeah, I guess. Ooh, I oh god. It depends one on plus it depends, one plus two plus yeah, one. Yeah, it depends on if you say one. that that uh, on how contiguous events work. Right? Yeah. Like, does it yeah. go back and change the thing? Is it but, Back to the Future rules? Or well, I contend that Star Trek has its own rules because it does, yeah. which explains the original series and why Enterprise has seemingly more advanced technology. I think I've explained this theory before that it was actually the events of First Contact mm. that led to uh, the, Enterprise the, the Enterprise universe. You know what my theory is? It's a show. And time has <gasps> progressed yes! naturally. <laughs> my theory is stop doing prequels. My theory, yeah. which is mine, is that the Brontosaurus is small on both ends and wider in the middle. Nice. I don't understand. I'm, it's a Monty Python bit. Okay. Also, the Brontosaurus doesn't exist. It's a Brachiosaurus. It did in the 70s. Yeah, but that's because they had the wrong head on Yes, I know. I'm just, I'm quoting a thing. Well. The last, the last Calvin version movie was pretty oh, good. The cat shit. Other thoughts? What are our I other thoughts? I can't help you, Jake. Do you want to go scoop the box? No. The cat shit. It just smells like shit. I'm going to go scoop the shit. I don't scoop smell it. Jake's going to go scoop a box, and then we're going to move on to uh, the Pegasus. It just smells... <laughs> Jake, it's your own breath blowing back in your face, must mate. Be. There's no shit. In either box? Wonderful parallel discussion. Yes. Eh. All right. <laughs> See how easy this edit's going to be. It'll be fine. Here. There. Now we're back. <laughs> okay. Let's getting yeah. out of it for you. There's going to be some overlap. Let's just have some... Uh, let's talk like a, oh, let's have a laugh, and you can splice the laugh in right after we tell a joke, and nah. then we'll pretend... <laughs> <you know. laughs> that was a great joke. I don't get it. That, yeah. that, Explain when you're older. The mule. And, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. All right. So that was parallels. I think we can agree. I think it was a good episode. I did I like it. it. Yeah. It's just, one of, it's just one of those ones that you that like. I don't know. Dorm maybe, does a great maybe, job. maybe 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 you does. can make it make sense. It's just. Uh, oh, you know what else I saw? It's Trixie. They I were think... originally going to have it be uh, center around Picard, and then they realized yeah. a. This sounds like fucking. Times squared? I don't remember. That ah, was which a one. dump. Yeah, that's what was dumb, dumb Picard. But also, like, the how, what would change around Picard? And well, he also like, honestly, into a hole. he'd have dealt with it better. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, it needs to be yeah. Worf. Ninth is... place. Yeah. Ninth place. Like Worf, Worf <laughs> is gonna deal with it in a way that's more entertaining. Yeah, I like. I there 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 are like things that are weak about this episode, but I think that it is 
both there's like a lot of really nice touches and like the it's just like a like a fun science fiction yeah. concept yeah like it's like a it's a fun concept to explore speaking of fun we're going from a birthday party to a death day party no what what's that what's our oh, what's yes. our special holiday jake oh it's captain picard day <laughs> oh, that's right good handoff party on episode yeah okay so yeah this is uh so yeah the pegasus so uh, I'll give the I'll give the summation. So we join the Enterprise. It is Captain Picard Day, which is a uh, a thing set up by the school to piss off Picard to piss off Picard <laughs> and delight all, Riker. All the kids apparently. make all the kids make little effigies of Picard. <laughs> In the middle of this, Admiral Lady calls. What is? Oh no, no, that's some that's Pressman. That's a different one. So an Admiral calls and she's like, "Yo, Johnny boy." We got this big, big mission coming up. We're sending a special dude to you that's going to tell you all about it, but uh, you have to drop what you're doing. Oh, and by the way, you can break the warp speed limit during this mission that we established a few weeks ago. <laughs> this will be the one and only time we will reference this. But at least they do. At they do. At least they we do. get that one. A little, little, little continuity there, which is nice. Climate change. So we are joined soon by Admiral Pressman, played by Terry O'Quinn. You may know him as Jean Locke. Jean, Don't tell me what I can't do. Jean Locke, not Picard, <laughs> from Lost. He shows up and he turns out his old buddy boys with Riker. In fact, he was Riker's first captain on the Pegasus, and it turns out that it is the, that very ship which concerns his trip. The Pegasus was evidently lost with most hands, except for a small group, including Pressman and Riker, twelve years prior. Assumed destroyed, but I was like, listen, we th- you know some spies. Told us that the Romulans think they've located it, so we got to find it before they do. Is it Spock? I hope it's Spock. Mm, probably. <laughs> and it's implied that there's some some shady shit, or there's there's just some stuff that they there's on the ship that they want to get. Pressman's being pretty cagey about it, but Riker knows more than he's letting on. So they begin you the think search. Troy would sense that. <clears throat> Was she in this episode? No. So they begin their search for the. Um... She's in the first scene. Oh. Was she? Yeah, she's in Captain Picard. Day. Oh, that's right. that's right. I think that's the one time that's she the only appears. Time she's in. That's right. Continue. Good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so they go to this this place where they think that it is, and they find a, a, a Romulan ship, and there's this weird, awkward Romulan KG conversation between the Romulan and Captain Picard, and, and they're like, oh, we're just here checking out gas. And Picard's like, uh, same thing. Uh, I, Picard's like, I didn't know your mom was in this sector. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so they do eventually find the ship. It's in the it's in it's underneath the surface of an asteroid, which is weird, right? Because it's an asteroid. So the they decide they're gonna go in through this tunnel on the surface. Meanwhile, like Pressman's like a, a total dick all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Picard's getting pissed off because he's not getting any info. Riker's not telling him everything. He he gets some some classified report. Picard does that indicates that Riker lied and that the, the truth was buried and Picard's like, tell me what's going on, you bitch! And, uh, and Riker's like, no, no, motherfucker, I ain't doing that shit. Fuck you. And, and then Pressman's like, I'm bitch. the boss around here, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe Luke Picard. <laughs> anyway. Joey, Joe, Joe. So they, uh, so they fly in through this little crevasse in the asteroid and then they find the ship and what? It's half in the asteroid, like, Part of it is in the crevasse, and part of it is buried in the asteroid. Like that's it's sticking out of the asteroid. It's, yeah, like like a oh, half-melted 
chocolate bar. So everyone's like, what the, what the fuck happened? And, and Pressman's like, let's not make a big deal about it. Let's <laughs> uh, not make a big deal out of this seeming only, violation only, of reality. Only me and Riker can go over there. So he and Riker's Riker, got to get his So he and Riker back. beam over, and then Riker's like, no, no, Admiral, you jerk off. I should have, you know, the crew mutinied before, and I should have joined them, but I didn't because I was young and, and naive and wanted to live. <laughs> uh, but now that I'm old and grizzled, I have no, for, I have no such desires, and uh, I feel you. And man. I would not, I would. Oh. If I had to do over again, I would have pointed the phaser at you, Dad. <laughs> so they they get the equipment back to the ship, and then whoops, the Romulans accidentally sealed them in, and they're like, "Well, we'll beam you out." Uh, I love that fucker. Love he's that the captain. best. Torrin is great. We had known you were there. He's, so he's the most passive aggressive Romulan we've met, and he's amazing. No, I love him. I do too. I really like him. So he, uh, so they're like, and, and they're like, well, we can't obviously do that because if, if we go up aboard their ship, they're just gonna, you know, steal the Enterprise and, and all of our and secrets. And the Pegasus. So instead, Riker's like, enough is enough. Dad two, Dad one is hiding something, and it is that the thing that was on the Pegasus was a phase cloak, like in when when Jordy and Roe died, and so oh, yeah. now we're gonna hook it up to the ship and we can escape. Through the asteroid. So they do that, and then they leave, and Riker has to go in a timeout for a little bit, but otherwise, no worse for the wear. Yeah, no, no, he's fine. Yeah. And Pressman is like in jail, basically. Yeah, Pressman's gonna Pressman's gonna have a hard time. This is how do people what do people think of this episode? This is one this is one of my top episodes. I liked it. I it's, liked it, yeah. It's an amazing episode despite how it is later utilized in Enterprise. Oh, we won't talk, Let's not no. talk about it. Yeah, Let's we'll talk, talk about, about it off air. I, was say, I haven't seen any of Enterprise yeah, yet, so don't don't do that. Um, this is, no, but it's yeah, an amazing I think, episode. I do think I really the, like it too. the way yeah, that they had really to good. kind of retcon with this Treaty of Algeron thing to explain why the Federation doesn't use cloaking technology is a little bit honestly, though, honestly though, I'm glad they did it because yeah. you know I think that because there's no there, other explanations don't make sense. Yeah. Like, the other explanation is... Do you want to know what the other excuses they were thinking about? Well, I was thinking it was like, well, we're the Federation. We don't we don't sneak around in... Uh, that's uh, one of them! Cloak yeah. and that's dagger. literally it in we're, quotes. We're above that. Uh, no, bullshit. the earlier ex- excuses that's that I wrote bullshit. down included that cloaking technology harms humans. Oh. It doesn't work on Federation starships. And that, quote... We don't sneak around. <laughs> That's funny. I can imagine. So the first one, the cloaking harms humans. I can imagine that the ambulance chaser ads. Are you or someone you love <laughs> suffering from <laughs> post post cloaking syndrome? Call call the offices offices just, of of Goron. <laughs> Gor, Gor, call Quark and Quark. Imagine. Uh, imagine like Reich, Jonathan Frakes having to try to sell the idea that. Like he should have mutinied because humans don't sneak around. Like yeah. you're yeah. be better than this. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like a season one Wesley yeah. line. Frankly, like the treaty, the treaty. But why would anyone do drugs? The treaty is actually a stretch as motivating this episode to me. Like when Riker was like, "Like I should have mutinied because we were violating a treaty." On the one hand, I was like, 
I, I appreciate that this is a utopian setting. <laughs> Starfleet officers are principled people. And maybe this is also a time thing. Only the ones we watch in this show are yeah. principled people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to think most of Starfleet is actually right. assholes. But it's like, like maybe this is also like a, like when it was made, right? Because I just, I imagine in the mid-90s mm. having been like, yeah, our military, they're very responsible, principled people. Who think Cold War's over. And then it's like, in 2019, it's just like, why would a treaty stop the military mm. from experimenting with weapons technology? And, and, and let's be honest here. Pressman is absolutely right in what he says that, you know, this treaty, that treaty is shit. Oh, yeah. Like, because the, like Romulans, the Romulans can still use cloaking technology like he themselves. Said, it doesn't deny the what? Romulans the right to use it. So there could be Romulans literally anywhere yeah. you know spying on literally cloaked. anything cloaked phased they have no good way to detect the cloak other than the tachyon grid mm. which you need a shitload of ships and you can only cover a little piece of space that would fit between the earth and the moon we determined <laughs> 10 kilometers <laughs> um, no we determined that, that entire detection grid that they had in 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 um, redemption would have fit in within the orbit of the moon it's yeah. that shitty. Yeah, I was gonna say the universe is um, way bigger than that. So it turns like, out. so, oops. Um, oh wait, allegedly. So yeah, that like at, Pressman has a serious point there. Now him going out on his own mm. to essentially do this, although it sounds like Starfleet intelligence was involved. Oh, they were one thousand percent. I mean, okay it honestly it. sounds like obviously the concept of Section Thirty One hasn't been established oh, yeah. uh, yet in Star Trek uni- in Star Trek lore. But this is definitely. But some this Section would be a Section shit. Thirty-one project. I mean, which sort of raises the question, right? Like, I, so I, I actually don't know DS Nine very well, but I know that one of the tensions in DS Nine is like, will Cisco go along with like Section Thirty-one stuff? Picard wouldn't, right? Picard would just be like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'll yeah, do whatever I, I have to. Too to principled. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely so the, the thing, and I, the, the thing about Cisco and like he definitely Cisco definitely operates in more of a. Uh, ethical gray area from time yeah. to time. Like he's still a good guy, but he'll stretch the rules. Yeah, and I think that has to do with perhaps ironically his experience with Picard, right? Mm. In which his wife was killed in, in during the Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine. Spoilers for the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. First Spoilers minutes, for the first five so minutes like, of so the first kinda, episode. So he's like, Guys, well, how could you? You know, I've like, never seen it. Like honestly, if Cisco was running the show when when they found Hugh, oh, you better believe he would have released yeah. that virus. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, no, he wouldn't have because he wouldn't even bothered having them bring Hugh aboard. Oh That's yeah, true. they would have. He'd have just been like crush its skull. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if like Bev had gotten him on board somehow, yes, he'd have been like, all right, virus. Mm. And then some stabbing just for fun. But <laughs> I I do enjoy the like just the kind of like. Skullduggery, like within Starfleet stuff, mm, there's like, which so much. It's like, yeah, it like it's comes true, back it again and again at like the. That's the thing. In reality, Jake Pressman's gonna be fine. Like, there'll maybe be a show trial, and maybe he'll quote unquote lose his rank and position. But he'll probably get a great job somewhere oh, else. They will immediately bring him into Starfleet intelligence R and D. Yeah, uh, was, uh, assuming he was the en- was he the engineer that built the cloak? Like, I was wondering about that. Well, no, because you know it's, it's his experiment, yeah. and no one else seems to really be in on the experiment. Who was a scientist? Or they were, or maybe the, the scientists. Yeah, maybe the scientists were among the mutineers. Yeah, they were those yeah. dead guys we saw at the Pegasus. And I also, well, I'll get to that because there's a note that Chris will enjoy. I think 
Um, no, not one of those. So, um, but I will say though, while we're still on the topic of uh, <laughs> of what transpired, I think they could have fixed the issue with it being, you know, the treaty being the reason why the what for the mutiny, if they had, if they had said like, oh, you know, he was going to go and you know attack somebody or something you know mm-hmm. like, like, I he, wouldn't was, put it past like he was gonna do he was like in the process of not just violating the treaty with a cloak but planning to he use it gonna go all way. captain maxwell or something yeah i was yeah. gonna say maxwell, like the right? warden and that guy right is that yeah, him? yeah. that would have been a, a quest for vengeance though would have been yeah too, but too similar but yeah. it is like at the same time it is like like i wish that i feel like when i was a kid like right this is growing up i feel like when i was a kid i would have been like Right, they're breaking a treaty. They're the good guys. Yeah. They don't do that. That's true. So, but like now, it's so like I am just like like I want to like I like the idea of a world where I'd be like, right, of course, of course, mm. of course, the crew would mutiny if they realized that what you were doing was like illegal under international law. Yeah, or even just morally wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the impression I'm under though is that the initial crew mutiny yeah. was less about morals and more about. It's not going to work. It's going to kill us. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it sounds like it didn't. It wasn't that. Like they, it failed because they fucked something up. Mm. Is what the, is is what I mean. That's there what Pressman says. There was a. Do we trust him? What what yes. they? I think what they the <laughs> specific series of events is that they are like Riker says. Like, listen, we have this. We should use it. And he's like, Data, like get this installed. And Data, like in his analysis, is like, ah, like. There is, there, is, there is a problem with it. It will yeah. do this. We can stop that by doing this other thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't catch that that thing was going to happen, so it threw the ship off. I kind of love that even at this stage of the game, they were letting Pressman hang out on the bridge. Yeah. Like, he should have been dragged off to the, <laughs> to, to the bridge. But he was still an expert way. in the technology That's they highlight, highlight of the episode is, it's like, Worf gets a great moment, actually. With, like, cards like... Nope, like I'm leaving you of command. And mm. Preston's like, ah, oh, that's funny. Like, yes, Mr. Worf, yes. escort the captain out of here. Yeah, <laughs> just crosses his arm. He's the Worf's like, uh, I take my orders from Captain Picard, buddy. <laughs> I feel like I was in this situation once before, and I waited a little too long to come to my senses. Yeah. Not this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna. Uh, so the thing I was gonna mention, Chris, I think you you would be amused by is so before Riker and Pressman beamed over to the Pegasus, mm-hmm. somebody else must have been there first and redressed one of the corpses. Oh, you're right. They a, had the wrong uniform. Well, well what, the one that was on the floor appeared to have the collar stripe. Okay. But the one that was sitting in the chair was in a, a sweater. It was huh. in a normal sweater. That's funny. So they went, so, and we know that those uniforms only came into use, like, Three years ago, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. So didn't have to go over and redress. Could have just gone over there and died. That's true. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, I'll beam over and things. see what's going on. Wait, we haven't set up the the life support. Oh, too late. <laughs> oh wait, let's talk about the uh, the cat and mouse stuff with the Romulans. Oh, <laughs> that's so fun. Oh, it reminded Maybe me of. Uh, it reminded me a lot of um, what that movie with uh, Mouse Hunt. <laughs> das Boot. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Hunt for the Red October. Hunt for Red October. Oh. Yeah, it's a, di- a different uh, sub-movie. D for the win. Um, yeah, Hunt for Red October, where it's kind of a similar thing, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. in brief, that was, you know, the Russians had a secret weapon, a cloaking yep. device, basically, for yeah. for their sub. 
And their secret weapon was Gates McFadden. Yes. I think it was the caterpillar drive. It was a cat it made the sub completely silent. Yeah. Which is basically a cloaking device for submarines. And then it's the the movie's really like these this Russian sub and the American sub trying to find it because its captain had gone rogue. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil the ending, but yes, the, that's that, the uh, plot of the film. The, that passive aggressive, all of their passive aggressive exchanges of like, like oh, like Romulan captain, what do you do? What's his name? T- uh, no, I, whatever I said earlier, ignore. His name was Cyril. Cyril. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Captain Cyril, what are you doing here? We're studying gaseous anomalies, Captain. What are you doing here? So the same What thing. a coincidence. We're studying gaseous anomalies. Oh, can I, can I see your studies? Uh, oh, uh, no, I think that's fine. Is it Picard <laughs> who's like, I, I doubt we would have been in any danger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, the, yes, there's just that, like, oh, like, when he they, they're stuck in the inside the asteroid because the Romulans fucking, like, blew up the entrance away. And the Captain's like, Oh, gosh. <laughs> we were just doing some experiments. When I do that. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> if, we, if we told you, if we'd been able to tell you what you were doing, yeah. then uh, we wouldn't have known you were going to win there. I, we'd only known you were in there. Oh, God. I wish they had come up with this guy years ago, yeah. and I yes. wish he had been recurring. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he would honestly, be such like, a good I like Tomalock, but this guy yeah. oh, is so much so more menacing. Well, yeah. But he's also like a TNG Koloth, kind of. Like, it's that kind of like yeah that's a good way to put it it reminded me a lot my of that dear vibe. old captain picard yeah, oh yeah. my dear yeah but yeah definitely my <laughs> favorite uh still koloth romulan antagonist yeah no he's amazing. Of, this, of this series i think so far i love his like his offer like oh gosh well we can't get you out of there um mm-hmm. i guess we'll just teleport you aboard not you're not prisoners right you'll come hang on romulus for a few days yes yeah we just like take you light years away from here thank you but as a vacation leave your starship and this experimental starship just hanging around we wouldn't do anything with them oh so good and you know what else i loved another doomed fucking birth. it was supposed to be a cheyenne class but they didn't want to make another model was that the um bozeman no that was uh we found out what that was uh, the Bozeman was a, not a Miranda. No, it was a modif- heavily modified Miranda. Or something else. Cheyenne class. Something that I, like, from a writing perspective, that I think I realized at the end of the episode that was really strong, was that it's a Captain McCard day. Serves its purpose. Because the whole point is that you see Riker, that, like, I mean, it's like, like, one of the most, me- I think it's one of the most memed images, right? Like, the... Like, like a bowling there's, the, there's this like like adorable like dorky little doll of Captain McCard mm-hmm. that Riker picks up mm-hmm. and when McCard's basically oh, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. making fun he's like like talking through it he's like that's number one Riker and McCard's like I think you're needed on the bridge and he's See, like he like tucks it into his arm and like does this like <laughs> sweet ass like yeah spin. turn like, <laughs> excuse me me and my friend are leaving. <laughs> So See, good. Percy, I think Will's impression should have got first place. I, yes, yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. And then, so like that sort of, even though they're, that's obviously like they're poking fun at each other and there's some tension, like... Well, I think next week will be Commander Riker Day. Next yeah. month. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, next month will be Commander Riker Day. Then like... And, and he'd then enjoy it though, is the problem. The Riker act, would love it. Oh, he Oh my god, that would be actually a great scene. Beards all around. The uh, and then the like the contrast as soon as Pressman shows up, yeah, just like gets very stiff and mm. 
And then it like that creates new tension in the relationship between Riker and Picard. Like that, just that yeah. the way that that dynamic was introduced and then interrogated was like yeah. very good writing. Yeah, yeah no, scene, and the scene of Picard being disappointed in Riker mm-hmm. in yes. his quarters was oh, very effective. Sorry, Dad. I was yeah. yeah I kept thinking it was of, such like, a bummer. The first duty of every Starfleet yeah. officer is the truth. Yeah, it was very first duty like. Yeah. yeah. Preston's oh. like the first duty of every Starfleet officer is to serve me. Yeah, to yeah. obey. Which I thought like and like the thing is that's that that whole thing is foreshadowed very early in the episode when Preston yeah. first comes aboard and he's having dinner with Picard. Yeah. Mm. And you know he's asking Picard, well, why did you why did you want yeah. Will? You know why did you you know what made you just choose oh. Will to be a first officer? And Picard's like, well, because I saw that he violated his right, violated his captain orders, and that we were we were speculating it was that a reference to the mission where Tom Riker was created. Uh, oh, I didn't. I ended up looking it up because there was a mention of oh, you know, he didn't allow his captain to beam down on this dangerous away mission, mm. and I saw that in his file, and I wanted a, a, a commander that would think for himself uh, and not always do what he's told. And Pressman to me like really because I've always found the best officers are the ones that that do what I, I tell them to, to do. The yeah. At the very least, it's definitely the mission that Picard talks to Riker about in like the first episode. Yeah, I, it's yeah. an encounter at Farpoint or something. Like yeah. I, re- I remember Yeah, they that do story. bring it up. But I was one I I, I I wonder if it could be. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look that up. What I did look up was that, you know, Captain Picard Day being a great opening to this episode, it was originally gonna be just, you know, some of the fucking characters doing a rehearsal for Pygmalion. Like they're constantly doing all these goddamn play rehearsals. They gotta fill their time. What yeah. would be the significance of Pygmalion though? Well, they were going to change the setting up so it was more relevant. (laughs) Instead of Pressman coming on board to find a cloaking device, he's coming on board to turn learn Riker into a, a new upstanding accent, a duchess. <laughs> well, I mean, so citizen. in that regard, I mean, a lot of... It is, it is sort of about the people that have had a lot of effect on molding Riker into who he is. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. Oh, that's like, okay. Captain Picard Day is definitely way better than yet another fucking oh, rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. No, no who doubt. Who's got to be Higgins, Data? I didn't, I didn't see, but I can only assume Bev would be directing. I, I, I got to admit, I would like to see like two minutes of Data delivering Higgins' dialogue. Actually, that would be kind of fun. Wait, but who would be Eliza? Riker. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I would kill for. It is... would be that woman who uh, whose son that one guy was like. What is this? Like playing yeah. with a child? Yes, yes, yes. I um, would, I would love to see two minutes of that character or whoever, like with like the the whole cast around them singing like, "Oh no, I want <laughs> like the ridiculous accent." Ro could do. Ro, there we go. That would actually be really. It's kind of a parallel story in a way. Also, Ro like would never agree to be in a play. Every episode needs more Ro. What if there was okay? Like here's here's the here's my fanfic pitch for this. Roe like does like she does something bad like like pretty serious yeah. you know where you're like you're like believably like oh jeez like even like Roe with his like she's whole, wearing that earring <gasps> her whole brand is that she's like always about to be drummed out is like seriously yeah. about to be like court martialed mm. and she has to like complete like a therapy like anger management or something and Deanna's like. I think what's best for you is theater. It's like drama therapy. Can, can we, I, now I just want this as an episode. Yeah. Oh, like, I just so want the amazing. episode where for some stupid convoluted reason, Ensign Rowe has to play Eliza Doolittle. Was, isn't there, there's like a Twitter account that's like, start, Next Generation Season 9 or season Oh, maybe. That sounds familiar, actually. There is, it's, I've seen it. There's, there is such an account, I forget the name of it, but it's very funny and the biggest running joke is like, 
basically like um, Jordy and Data being like the Hardy Boys, just like having really <laughs> silly adventures. I love it. But I feel like this is. I maybe I'll tweet this at them. Like this is. This is this is gold. This is nice. this is gonna go places. I love it. Oh um, man! Actually, come to think of it, though, I think Roe would have made an interesting perspective yeah. in this episode. Mm. I agree. Uh, Always. Every considering every her story, I love Roe. You know, part of the reason why she was, you know, in a penal colony when yeah. when in, when she was first introduced was because she disobeyed orders. Yeah. And they got people killed. I was actually so because I haven't. I'm not doing a complete walk through, watch through. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, like this is Rose territory. She she's still around. Yep. She just hasn't been we seen, haven't seen since her in a bit. Right? She hasn't. I think was the she yeah. hasn't been featured, but we don't. I, she she I actually I, I stopped playing. I was gonna say I think coloring book. I think I think yeah. I think I don't think yeah we haven't seen Guinan either. I think mm. I, here's my here okay new head canon on where Roe and Guinan have been. They're still children. Guinan, well, no, Guinan was already an adult by the end, but okay. Roe was still a child. So I'm going to say that Guinan was like, well, you never got to have a childhood, so you got some shore leave, so you and I are going to go on, like, a grand adventure, and, and like, I'll be your mom for oh my for a year. I would read that series of books. I would. Like, like three of them. Like, wow. Three would handle it. Young, 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 like, you know young who do that? Roe and Guinan go on an adventure. Someone tweet Peter David. He would totally be the perfect <laughs> author for that. I Peter love David. Oh God! So he's written a shitload of Star Trek novels, but in particular, he wrote the um, New Frontier novels, which I fucking devoured as a teenager. Mm. It was like this this very like um, isolationist empire collapses, huh. and um, huh. like basically part of the deal is the Federation can finally start like exploring this region of the galaxy, and there's like. A member of the ousted royal family is sort of there as an observer mm. and this and that. And he, he brought back a bunch of like uh, TNG characters. Uh, Leffler oh. is the C is oh. the CO. Uh, Solar is the CMO. Oh, Solar, sweet. Yeah, a couple other things. I, I eventually Wait, like Leffler is uh... not Leffler. Sorry, um, Shelby. Shelby, uh, Shelby. is the. Uh. Executive oh, like officer. Shelby. Hell yeah, Shelby. Shelby's the first officer. Which one's Shelby? I'm sorry. She was the, the first the officer during uh, during uh, Best of Both Best Worlds. Worlds. The blonde woman. She's the one that won kind Riker's poodle, job. Kind of a poodle haircut. Yeah. Who's just like, yeah, like, I, I love Shelby. I love that whole dynamic. Yeah, no, she, she's... I know Michael yeah. Fisher got to weigh in on that episode, but that whole dynamic <laughs> he not of, like, like... he not like Shelby? I don't remember. No, I, I think he liked her fine. Oh. Uh, I forgot. Um, I think we liked her in that role. I I, sure. I speculated during that that because of how she was introduced at the end of season three, if if I did not, you know, if I was watching it live, I would totally oh, buy yeah. that she the, show, the, the show continued with Riker as captain and Shelby as first officer. Yeah, so she's first officer of the Excalibur, um, which is like the hero ship of the series. He also wrote Young Justice, which was a comic I read in high school. Oh, yeah. We're not, we're not a, a, a pass. Yeah, but yeah. So Peter David, I think, should write the adventures of fake young bro and Everybody Diamond. tweet at Peter David. Yeah. That's probably not his Twitter. No, it's, it's, his, it's his Twitter. Everybody just tweet it. Just don't look. Oh, also, when I looked at the Cheyenne class, <laughs> it was a kitbash model, one of the many destroyed ships at the Battle of Wolf 359. Yeah. It is essentially an Enterprise D-style saucer. With four nacelles. It's pretty cool looking. That's neat. Four nacelles. Yep. Two above, two below. Never got the four nacelle look. Is like it redundancy or does it actually help? I've read a lot of theories, but we won't get into it. Um, I'm sure the Klingons have thoughts on so that. So closing, closing thoughts on uh, the Pegasus. What, what I would really like to see is a ride at Disney in which you get to go through a fucking asteroid like that. 
You get to yeah. phase through an asteroid. I mean, I I like I do like that they made a, an effect for the phasing through the asteroid, but it was just like kind of like clouds, and I was like. I think it would just be black. It. I don't think I, I don't think you'd see anything. I remember that CGI being it's, I was just like, what is yeah. this supposed to represent? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening inside this asteroid? What is this asteroid feeling? But yeah. So that's that's cool. And <laughs> that's it, true. And honestly, and it's true, this is the this is so this is the second time we've seen a, a, a Federation ship cloak. The other being the original Enterprise during the Enterprise incident. Yep. Are we not counting the HMS bounty? Uh, is it HMS? Yeah, HMS. yeah, they call yeah. It HMS bounty after the ship in the book. I'm counting the HMS. Okay, bounty. very well. It's the third time. Sure. Although that okay, fine. It's the second time we've seen a ship called Enterprise cloak, <laughs> uh, which is cool because I, I it's and I did, it was kind of fun watching the effect of the cloak. You know, they use the yeah. same Romulan style like and sound effect. Yeah. Also, it's uh, at Peter David underscore P A D. Great. What Everybody is... get at him. All right. The Adventures of... of... Young Roe and Guinan. Yep. yep. And a separate one where... Uh, well, actually, no. One of the adventures could be... So that, she, that that would also fit as Guinan orders Young Roe to play Lesson Too Little. There we go. Yep. Perfect. Great. Two, two birds, yeah. one stone. In fact, that's really all it is. They go and they're like, we're going to go to a grand adventure. And then like somehow they get sucked into doing some community theater. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up is the grandest adventure of all. <laughs> oh my god, that would have to be the tagline of the whole series. Adolescence, uh, the final frontier. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Let's wrap up this discussion quickly before yeah. I go completely nuts. Uh, anything else on, on uh, this one? Uh, Star Trek. Anything it was, it was really, Trek? really good. Yeah, this was a great episode. Good. We had a good this day. was a good week. I enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, both of yeah. them were very good. It's true. This how about really how about next good. week? How's next week? Can we say can oh, we say boy. the same about next week's episode? Can we? I don't know. You tell. You, we'll find out. What are they? Well, they are two episodes called Homeward. I think that's a decent one. Yeah. And Sub Rosa. Oh, you mean the highest rated episode in the history of the TNG on series? On opposite day. <laughs> yeah. I am hopeful. I am hopeful that it will at least be like so bad it's hysterical. So optimistic. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So those will be coming up. Yeah, Sub Rosa being an infamously bad episode, but mm-hmm. we will we'll, we'll make our own determination on that. We might be surprised. We've, we've liked, not liked. We've not hated as much as we expect to hate most of the most hated episodes we've seen. Except uh, Shades of Grey. That one can go fuck itself. We None of us put it on our bottom list. I think I, I didn't put it on the bottom list because I was like deliberately disqualified it from consideration. I think we all definitely hated uh, Code of Honor. No, we didn't. We didn't? Code of Honor? Either. I didn't hate Code of Honor. Really? Oh. We've discussed this many times. I keep forgetting. Outrage. Either either way, either way, we'll we'll find out next time on our star to steer her by. White cat's here. He is. He's Um, very chill. He heard that. He heard that we were going to be doing Sub Rosa, and he's like, "That's my favorite." I love. That's your favorite one, Kitty. So that's coming up next time. Until then, you can like our Facebook on facebook.com. Search for a star to steer her by. You can also tweet our tweets on Twitter at SSHB Podcast or on Tumblr B H S S 
HB nope, podcast. Nope. LMNOP. Yeah, we get it. Uh, <laughs> you can find our Tumblr at SSHB podcast is what I meant to say. Okay. You can also go to our webpage, SSHBpodcast.com, where you will find a video of my butthole. Uh, yes. It's it's actually a shock site. I it's like a hole in space. I didn't I didn't tell you guys this, but but yeah, uh, the sshpodcast.com, I, I, I it's it's going to be the next goat seat. Just just you wait and oh, see. Uh, it's going to be huge, and I don't mean in population. Anyway, that's I'm coming up. So glad when Jake doesn't do the outros anymore. Soon. Very oh, soon. It, not not because I'm gonna because Caitlin and I worked out a deal where where I'm gonna do them anyway. Okay. We did not. There no, was no such true. deal. That's true. All right. Well, so anyway, that's that's where you can find us. Of course, you can download our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and the other ones. You know how to find us. Yeah. Why do we do this every week? My name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This is Dave. We'll always have Paris listeners. Don't mute the mic. There we go. Dexter Jetster? <laughs> uh, Dexter's lab? Of the Corsican Jetsters. Does he actually say that in the film? No, I don't think so. I know, oh, sadly. dude, I wish he would have. Man, we should do a, a 10 forward series of, of uh, the Star Wars. I've, I've been saying this for a, for a long time now. Really? To make just, Caitlin finally see really two. Really, just episode two, so I can be angry. Do I really have to? Can I just like it's live on? It's gonna be so fun to hate on that it, he though. hates it. But listen, he hates sand. I think I know everything I need to know. I know. I that hate I, sand. It gets in everything. It gets in my butt crack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I. Was I gonna... hate the little net in my bathing suit because all the sand collects there. <laughs> oh, those nets do not need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know to be it's honest. Probably Mostly to put a pattern it, on your balls. I was gonna say, isn't it just meant to like holster your balls, kind of? I mean, the, it the, is, the, look, unless you're like Milton Berle, right the yeah. the legs of the trunks are long enough that you don't have to worry. <laughs> having having been on both sides of this, it really served no purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No so I, I, when I was I, in swim team, I had to wear a speedo, fine. and I have to say, I, you know, if it weren't for the stigma of wearing the speedo. I'd, I'd go speedo. I want you I to. It's, it's I want you to rock the speedo so bad. Jake's got fucking hot legs, so I have no hot legs. It's way hot legs. Isn't that a Rod Stewart song? I think it is. But it okay. has to be the thong style. So I love yeah. when Ames gets Ames gets down and dirty. What, what do you got? <laughs> it's, it's, it's have a you tweet. seen his calves? We got Jake, a, what about a calf? No, I'm not calving. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a glacier not, not like, like Gracie <laughs> Gracie they cab. are not the hell your cats so apparently someone this was from a couple of weeks ago somebody tweeted every once in a while I honestly wonder how Tim Curry is doing and apparently someone showed Tim Curry he had a uh, he had a stroke about yeah, a year, it was like a pretty big ago. one it was longer than that break. wasn't it I don't know but so he apparently saw it and he retweeted the tweet with I'm doing swell, thank you. Aww. I spent today chilling with a bowl of miniature Three Musketeers and muttering, all for one and more for me, every time someone came near before chewing one maniacally and unwrapping another. You. <laughs> That's amazing. I love I'm glad you, 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 so you, you saved that to get it on the air, didn't you? No, I actually just saw it because I was trying to clear away the notifications so it wouldn't bother me, and that was the first thing I saw. 